0: to do when the podcast that you can turn to whenever you want to get unstuck i'm kathleen i'm your host and i'll be your trusted guide your coach and your friend through all of life's trickiest moments each episode myself and guest experts will be tackling the real raw and relatable challenges that life tends to throw your way Together, we're going to be navigating actually how to do the inner work, equipping you with the tools to empower yourself and to create the life that you've always envisioned. So if you've been feeling stuck with something in your life, submit your question via the link in the show notes, and we could be diving into your question in the next episode. Let's dive in and welcome back to another episode of the what to do when podcast and today's question we're going to dive right in because I think it's so important this is something that I think we all need to do and we all have this question that we ask ourselves at the end of every year and we want to do this thing but we don't know where to begin so today's question that we're going to go through it's going to be a really fun actual exercise that I'm going to take you through is what to do when you want to reflect on 2023 So today's episode is a bit of a special edition, and I'm going to be doing one in the new year as well. But like I said, this podcast is about coaching and guiding you through, giving you practical tools, practical exercises to help you up-level your life to get unstuck. And I think an area of life that we often get stuck in and and a time in our lives that we can feel a lot of pressure is at the end of every year. Now, I know that at the beginning of the year, it's filled with new energy, with new light, with excitement, with prosperity and curiosity and possibility. But coming up to the end of the year can actually be quite hard sometimes. And I know it's because we start to reflect on maybe the things that we haven't done, maybe the things that we haven't achieved this year, maybe The year didn't go the way that you wanted it to go. Personally, for me, this year has been really hard, probably one of the hardest and most challenging years of my life. And my reflection of this year, it isn't all pretty. It isn't all rainbows and butterflies and positivity. And so today's episode is an actual exercise where I'm going to take you through 11 reflective questions to help you reflect in 2023. Reflection is something we do not want to do because reflection encourages us to take personal responsibility for our lives and for our choices. We often don't want to look into the hard areas. So if you've had a hard year, this reflection is going to be really important to you because this discomfort can often be the fuel that you might need to allow yourself to see your patterns, to see who you are, to see where in your life you might need some support or you might need to make some change. And reflection is such a powerful tool in helping you to understand yourself more. I don't think we spend enough time reflecting, and I know that it's something that we just don't want to do. We can't be bothered. We'd much rather go and look into 2024 and set goals and set intentions, and I know that's so fun and so enjoyable, but... Before you do that, and that's why this episode is coming out right now, before you do that, you get to reflect on the year that has been. You get to reflect on your 2023. You get to learn about yourself. You get to understand things that you might not have been able to see or witness or acknowledge. This reflection exercise is your first step in taking personal responsibility for your life and Being able to identify where it is that you might need to make some different choices or where your priorities have been subconsciously, where you've been putting all your energy and effort without even realizing these questions are going to help you to identify that and to actually reflect and take stock and see if what you've been doing has been working for you in different areas of your life or what changes you might need to make you don't need to pop this off any longer and i know this is what i want this episode to be about is that i want you to be here with a friend going through a ref- going through a reflection now i'm going to go through all 11 of these questions i'm going to share my answers to some of the questions as well to give you some prompts we're going to talk about them we're going to discuss the questions and then i'm going to give you a minute of music so this is a- an actual exercise where you can either get your journal or go on a walk and do this out loud I know that we can tend to put reflection off and that it can feel quite overwhelming and you want to wait for the right time. You want to wait for the right energy or the right vibe. And really that's just an excuse because you know you don't actually want to do it because it's a bit uncomfortable. So go out on a walk if it's too hard to get your journal out right now go for a walk, listen to this podcast episode. I will be your coaching guide and your friend through this experience where we're going to reflect on 2023 together with these 11 amazing, powerful, reflective questions. So I'm going to go through the questions. I'm going to post all the questions in the show notes. So... If you want to discuss these questions with a friend, I really would recommend it. I did it with my mum as I was preparing this episode. I asked my mum all these questions and to help her reflect and to help me dig deeper into these questions as well. But it's great to do this with people in your lives because it deepens our relationships. Do it with your partner, do it with your friends, do it with your family, or pick maybe just one question that you really enjoyed to answer yourself. Like I said, grab your journal. We're going to sit down and go through this exercise. Think about it like a reflective workshop. But like I said, if you're experiencing massive resistance and you're like, I just can't be bothered, go on a walk and answer the questions out loud. So after I stop talking and reflecting on these questions myself and sharing with you some deeper prompts into the questions, I'm going to give you a minute with some music playing for you to just think, for you to think out loud, for you to feel. We're going to be here for about half an hour, and this will be probably one of the most powerful episodes if you let it. So very different style of podcast, but I think probably what we might need the most. Remember that you have the ability to reflect and your reflections are incredibly powerful in helping you to not only clear and let go and make sense of what happened in 2023, but for you to be able to actually set intentions and set goals at the beginning of 2024, you want to have a really clear understanding of what came up for you in 2023 and what's going to be different about the following year. So let's go. And I want you to remember As we dive in, it's normal for your emotions to come up. It's normal for you to experience discomfort, embarrassment, like pain or frustration or anxiety. All of that is normal and all of that's okay. A lot of the prompts here are going to be prompting you to look into what you did well outside of your achievements. We're going to be answering some different styles of questions to ensure we get a well-rounded reflection on all areas of your life. So let's go. I don't want to talk any longer. (laughs) So grab a journal or reflect out loud. If you're on a walk or if you're in the car, this is perfect. Just talk out loud to yourself. Talk to whoever's around you and let's do this. So the first question I want to ask you is, what area of your life did you place the most focus on this year? What area of your life did you place the most focus on this year? And this question is really asking you to identify Where did your energy go this year? What were your priorities? Was it your health? Was it your well-being? Was it your career? Was it your relationships? What was it? Was that decision conscious? Did you choose to do this or was it unconscious and you fell down one of those patterns again? For me, this year, and I'm really proud of this because at the beginning of this year, I actually set this intention. This year, I placed the most focus on people and relationships I made a real conscious effort to reconnect with my family and to build stronger connections with people that were already amazing people in my life but I wanted to get stronger connections with. I built even more amazing relationships and I deepened so many more friendships and I felt a true sense of belonging within my extended or chosen family and it was a really amazing and beautiful feeling to feel and I felt so supported. The second part to this question is what was the outcome of that focus? So the outcome for me was I felt supported. I felt connected. And it was an awesome feeling to feel. So for you, when I ask you this question, I'm going to give you a minute with the music in the background. What areas of your life did you place the most focus on this year? And what was the outcome? Okay, and coming back now, moving on to the next question. This is a good one. What did you let go of this year? What did you let go of in 2023? What ideas, what patterns, what beliefs did you let go of? For me, I let go of the idea of a fairy tale. That my life and my relationships needed to be this picture-perfect, childlike ideal of what relationships are meant to look like. I also let go of the idea that thinking that going viral was everything. Going viral on social media was a goal of mine for a really long time. And again, I thought that it would solve everything. I thought that it meant that I, would, I wouldn't have to market anymore. Everything would be much easier. My business would boom. And if I'm honest, it was the exact opposite. It was a really interesting experience. And I really think I've let go of the idea that in order to be successful... Or in order to feel like my business is enough, I have to have X many followers on Instagram or on social media. And that's huge for me. I also feel like this year I let go of a lot of friendships that were, not that they were misaligned, but they were friendships for a particular season of my life. And that's really hard. And this is why I wanted to bring up this point. What did you let go of this year? Because often that can bring up the idea of what people did you let go of this year? What did you let go of within yourself? What parts of your identity did you let go of the people pleaser who's always there for their family no matter what? Did you start setting boundaries for yourself? As you moved through this year, who did you become and what did you have to let go of in order to become that person? Letting go of friendships. And can, they can be some of the hardest things. Letting go of any relationship, whether you went through a breakup this year, whether some friendships just fizzled out, they can be really hard. And I think we often think that when relationships end, that they have failed. Because, again, society sells us this picture-perfect idea that all friendships and all relationships, the only road to success or the only way that they are deemed as successful is if they last for a lifetime. And this couldn't be further from the truth. I want you to remember, and this is just something that's really helped and supported me this year with relationships in particular, is that quote that some people are here for seasons in your life. Some people aren't going to be permanent, and it doesn't mean that those relationships were any less than. It doesn't mean that they had any less value. It just means that that was what they were meant to be at that time in your life. As friends, you were meant to support each other during a particular phase, So what did you let go of this year? A minute to answer this question in your journal or to ponder out loud or to ask a friend. Okay, coming to question number three, and this is a good one. It's hard, but it's really good. What were the most challenging or painful things that happened this year for you? And how do you feel about them now? I think we often think, and even I found myself falling into this trap this year, that I was really glad the year was over. I was really excited for 2023 to be done because it was hard, because it was painful, because it was challenging. And I think, I know in a year's time, I'm gonna look back on this year and see how transformative it was, but it doesn't mean that what I experienced and the feelings that I had were any less difficult to bear and to go through. What were the most challenging or painful things that happened for you this year? And how do you feel about them now? question number four and I love this question because it really made me think it really made me think so the question is what were your most consistent habits for the year what were your most consistent habits for the year and I want you to with this question I want you to actually think about were these conscious or unconscious habits? Were they something that you had intended to do or were they something that you just kind of fell into doing all the time? For me, some of the unconscious habits that I was very consistent with this year that didn't actually help me was social media. I was super consistent on social media, checking it. My relationship with it was very negative and that was a habit that I ingrained over and over and over again. And in the last couple of months of the year, I've been working really hard to change that. One of the other most consistent habits I had for this year were walking. I traveled a lot this year. I lived in like five different places. I was in multiple countries and I found it really hard to keep a consistent routine and to keep my wellness practices in check. But one thing that I could always rely on was going for a walk for my mental health, going on my silly little mental health walks that really are not silly at all because they've been some of the most valuable and most grounding most grounding practices to do to keep me feeling safe. And no matter what was going on, even in the hardest and most painful of moments, which there were a lot of this year, going for a little half an hour walk was incredible. I felt like that was just a a practice and a habit that I feel a huge new sense of appreciation for because it's so simple. And as a kid, I used to always laugh at my mum and her friend going for her walks. And now I'm like, I couldn't imagine not being someone that goes for a walk every day because it just grounds me. Um, but anyway, so what were your most consistent habits for the year? And I want you to think about those conscious habits or the unconscious habits. All of them. Write them down. Was it your walking, your exercise, your meditation, your journaling, your coaching or therapy? Was it you really focused on food this year? You really focused on improving in your career and you had a habit and check in that place? Was it your study What was it, was your self-care? What were those consistent habits? And think about, did they help you or did they hinder you? A minute to answer that. Number five, what, Vernon Braffits, or who, energised you this year and what drained you? Now, this is a damn important question that we often do not want to actually look at, especially when it comes to people in our lives. There are people in our lives who are energy givers and there are people in our lives who are energy takers. There are activities in our lives that are energy givers and there are activities in our lives that are energy takers. Really reflect and get clear on what gave you energy this year and what drained your energy this year. And I want you to think about with this question, were those things that drained my energy, were they really worth it? How often was I doing these things? Was it worth my time? For me, what energized me this year was all of the amazing phone calls that I had with my mum, who was a huge support to me throughout this year, and with my friends. I think I relied more on my long-distance friendships this year as I was traveling myself to be there for me in a way where I didn't think I could feel so supported because it was a phone call or a video chat. But they gave me so much energy and support and love, and they really energized me. I often walked away from those phone calls actually feeling energized, which was something new that I experienced this year. Sometimes phone calls have drained me. Because I'm a coach, I do a lot of Zoom calls, and so when I have them with my friends or with my family, sometimes I've found that they drain my energy, but this year it's actually actually been the exact opposite, and I feel like all of my relationships have gotten to a deeper level because of this, and I don't know what comes first there, the chicken or the egg, but it's been a really interesting thing to reflect on. Other things that energized me were funny, you know, movie nights, chats with my friends, dancing, music, I have this early 2000s playlist that I've just been obsessed with and I've been listening to it for about six months and I'm not going to stop anytime soon and it's given me so much energy. So I want you to think about what were the things that gave you energy this year and what were the things that drained your energy this year? draining your energy it could be work it could be certain people in your lives that maybe they just come and they're really negative and they talk about all these things that you really don't want to be talking about all the time maybe you're changing maybe you're growing maybe you're going in different directions maybe it was your work maybe it was the type of exercise that you're doing what actually drained you this year and what didn't Okay, I love the next question. What patterns did you repeat this year? And what patterns did you break this year? Our patterns are basically the road and the key to seeing what's in your unconscious. Our unconscious patterns, they take so much from us sometimes when we're not aware of them. We have so many patterns in our lives that we just can't see or we can't piece together. And so I want to share with you more specifically than I have with any other questions. I want to share with you my answers to this question because I want you to start thinking about and identifying what patterns you're keeping in your life, what patterns you've repeated, whether it's that you continued to date the wrong people, whether it was you're continuing to be avoidant, whether you continued to binge, eat, whatever it is. But I also want to see, want you to see what patterns did you break this year. So for me this year there were three. Main patterns that I noticed in my life, they were the flight patterns. So I really stayed quite stuck in a state of fight or flight this year. My home away from home within my nervous system is flight. It's that running away. I moved around a lot, I didn't stay in many places for long, and I felt that energy to move all the time. And it was a constant feeling of fear and anxiety. And I wrote down here in my my answer to my question, that I get a little bit annoyed at this within myself, but I also equally understand and validate it given what I went through this year. And I think I truly broke this pattern in the last couple of months as I moved to the Sunshine Coast. And I noticed myself doing the same thing where I refused to like buy furniture and set up my home really nice. I just was like, I'll, I'll go with the bare minimum. And really what was happening... At an unconscious level, I was saying to myself, I'm not gonna be here for long. I'm still feeling this flight. I I need to go. And I've been in that pattern before in the last home that I lived in. I lived there for two years. And I the whole as soon as I moved in, I was like, I know I need to get a new couch. I had this horrible, ugly, uncomfortable outdoor couch. And I'm someone who spends a lot of time on the couch. I love a good, comfortable couch. And instead, the whole two years, I didn't buy a new couch. I consistently stuck with this old, horrible, uncomfortable outdoor couch that looked terrible and was really uncomfortable in your bum. But what I noticed myself was doing the same thing when I moved to my new home in the Sunshine Coast this year, and I was doing the same thing. I was refusing to set up my office, I was making do, I was not really making my home into a home, and it just left me in that same feeling of, at an unconscious level, I was still having that thing of, I'm going to leave, I'm going to go, I'm not settled here, I've got to move on, I've got to go somewhere different. And I knew that I wanted to stay here, but yet I found myself doing that same thing. And so I was really proud of myself when I identified that and when I set up my whole office and I made my home a lot more comfortable and I invested in it and I bought things that made me really comfortable. That was the first one. And the second one I want to talk about is the pattern of using social media for validation. This has been a huge pattern of mine for the last couple of years. When I've been feeling low, it's been extremely comforting and gratifying to be able to create a video on social media to post it to get likes to get comments to get people saying oh my god I love what you're sharing that outside validation when I've been in moments of pain this year it felt really good but what it led me to if you can imagine doing something like that over and over and over again it led me to a place where I felt like my self-worth was tied up in my social media my self-worth came from other people validating me saying I was doing a good job and I needed to consistently post I needed to stay relevant even though I had one of the hardest years of my life went through so many challenging things I was still forcing myself to show up to do this to post because I wanted that validation I wanted to feel good I wanted to feel okay again and so in the last couple of months that's been a pattern that I've been really looking at and and changing And it's been fucking hard because everything in my brain is saying your business is going to fail if you don't show up on social media as often, or if you stop creating content the way that everyone else is, nobody's going to see your content. Nobody's going to see your posts. Nobody's going to hear your message. And it's a complete lie that my brain is trying to tell me. So I'm really, really stoked and proud that I've been looking at breaking that pattern in the last couple months. And I'm really excited to see what that looks like in 2024 and how I can bring even more authenticity into my social media and into my business. Because it feels like it's it's drifted a little bit, if I'm honest. And the third pattern that I repeated this year, which I have not broke, but this is my intention for 2024, is keeping my sh- keeping myself shut off from romantic relationships. I haven't been in a romantic relationship for two years and there is so much fear and anxiety that's been there. There's been other things in my life that have taken priority, but it's definitely a pattern of avoidance, of keeping myself shut off and safe. In my last relationship, the breakup really hurt. It it came by surprise and I was deeply in love with this person and it's been a really long hard journey to allow myself to feel safe again. To rebuild my sense of self worth and to, like I said, stop using outside sources for external validation, which includes relationships for a lot of us. And so I've been keeping myself safe in my comfort zone, not keeping myself in these romantic relationships, not dating because I find it hard. It's scary to let someone in, it's scary to trust someone. And so this is a pattern that I know doesn't serve me. And By doing this reflection exercise, I've really been able to see, okay, enough is enough. You're never going to feel ready to date. You're just going to have to do it. And you're going to have to feel the fear and go through that experience anyway, just like what I teach my clients and what I do with everything else in all areas of my life is work with that fear. So I love that this podcast is also just holding me accountable for 2024, and I know that I'm going to get to listen to this at the end of 2023. You should all record podcasts answering these questions. But anyway, I'm going to give you a minute to answer this question, to journal on it or to talk to to yourself out loud. What patterns did you repeat this year and how, and did you break any of those patterns this year? Okay, coming down to number seven, a nice, simple one, but something I think is equally important to reflect on. What supported your mental health this year? For me, it was bucket loads of support from my mother and from my friends and from my family. I found, like I said, I was really able to open up emotionally and let people that are close to me in my life hold more space for me to be emotional, to be vulnerable when I was going through a lot of hard things this year. And yeah. It's been amazing to see that that has had such a huge impact on my mental health and that, yes, the journaling, the meditation, all that's amazing, but having people in your life to talk to about these things has been really beneficial for me. And that's been a great reflection for somebody like me, who's Miss Highly Independent, who likes to do everything on her own, who doesn't like to need people. Having that, this is why this question is so important for me, having the evidence Now that I can see in the year 2023, a very hard year of my life, very challenging, the fact that people helped my mental health this year, that is a really important piece of evidence for me moving forward and healing that misindependent era and being able to open up and rely on people in my life, which is something I really have the intention to continue doing. And that's why I love this question. So for you, it could be your meditation, it could be your journaling, it could be your mental mental health hot girl walks it could be the people in your life it could be exercise it could be being kinder to yourself being more compassionate it could be maybe you've worked with a coach or with a therapist or a counselor whatever it is just jot that down what actually helped your mental health this year Coming to question number eight, and again, really important one, because I don't think we think about this at all. And it was, who had the biggest impact on your life this year? Who had the biggest impact on your life this year? What person, or maybe it's a thing, but what person or thing or activity, what in your life had the most impact on you this year? For me, I wrote down people, travel, and people. (laughs) And again sometimes we don't think about who are we spending the most time with and how does that make us feel and I think that's what this question really derived originally I'd written who are you, who did you spend the most time with this year but I wanted to change it to impact because sometimes time doesn't necessarily equal impact so who in your life had the most impact on on you this year and maybe just maybe you now get to go and have a conversation with someone about the impact that they had on you this year I think that would be really cool, so I'm going to answer that. Coming to number nine, okay, what experience taught you the most this year and what did you learn from it? What experience taught you the most this year and what did you learn from it? Again, I think when we go through life, especially when we're in a, in a hard or challenging place, or maybe when we're just in a year where we've kind of coasted and just stayed within our comfort zone, sometimes we have a tendency to just live life on autopilot and we don't actually Think about what did we learn from these experiences in our life. And maybe you've had a real chill year. Maybe it's been cruisy or maybe it's been up and down like mine. But it's important to reflect on what have you actually learned as a person through these experiences. And I think sometimes it gives you that answer to the whole thing where you ask this in your most hardest of times, which is what is the point? I remember going through some of these really challenging experiences, particularly in the middle of the year. And I remember thinking, what the fuck is the point of this? And now I can look back six months later and I can understand what I did learn from those experiences. And I'll share with you here that I, the things that I learned this year through the challenging experiences were that I am allowed to be loud. I am allowed to speak up. This does not make me a difficult person. It does not make me unlovable. And I'm really excited to continue putting this lesson into action this year. And I think it's a big one for me. So what have your experiences taught you this year? And how are you gonna pull that into next year is something that you can think about over the new year. A minute to answer this question. Okay, one of my favorite questions that I couldn't not put in here, which is, what emotions did you feel the most this year? And again, we don't think about this. We don't think about what were the common emotions and feelings that accompanied me this year. Because sometimes those repeated emotions, they might need some attention or some support. And a tool that's really helpful, and I'm going to put the link to it in the show notes to help you answer this question. So I really would encourage you to hit pause and go and look at this resource so it is called a feelings wheel it's a big wheel with a list of emotions on it and it gets more specific as the wheel goes outwards so happy turns into a bunch more of specific emotions it's such a great tool for you to help with your emotional literacy to understand yourself a bit more and to give words to what you're feeling so you can validate them so what emotions did you feel the most this year and remember this includes both the positive and the negative For me, I felt nervous, inadequate, relieved, confused, amazed, shameful, compassion, and supported. And I can look at that and go, wow, like that really represents what 2023 was for me. It was very up and down. It was very emotional. And there were also so many bright, beautiful, shining, life-changing moments. So what emotions did you feel the most this year? Open up the feelings wheel and just jot down any that resonate for you. Take a look at them and go, wow. That was what I felt in 2023. Isn't that amazing? So I'll give you a minute to do that. Okay and the final question to wrap up this amazing reflection session is what are you the most proud of yourself for this year outside of your personal achievements? So the reason I'm asking it in this way is I want you to get clear on what you're actually proud of yourself for that has nothing to do with how many miles you ran or the promotion that you got at work or you know the qualification you completed this year. Nothing of the numeric style achievements that our society rewards it it does I actually want you to think about what are you actually proud of yourself for in your character and who you are for me I wrote honestly it was just getting through I feel like this year really pushed myself out of my comfort zone and I think I was hoping to find something and instead I just found this extremely resilient loving caring compassionate and wild woman within me I'm so proud of everything that I felt this year I really felt like I actually lived. I did a lot of living this year. A lot of living, a lot of feeling, a lot of exploring, a lot of discomfort, a lot of tears. It was a lot. And I don't regret a minute of this. And I want to bring this energy of focusing on people and relationships and being courageous with me into 2024. So what are you the most proud of yourself for this year? Is it just getting through? Is it how kind and compassionate you were to other people and yourself? Is it how you showed up? Is it the challenges you set for yourself? Is it the conversations that you had with people? Is it the love that you decided to open up and receive? Is it the trust that you put in yourself in the universe? What are you really proud of yourself for this year? I'll give you a minute to answer that. gosh all right my friends that is it that is the 2023 reflection exercise i really want to thank you for being here and i hope you've made it to the end of the episode all these questions are in the show notes so if you want to go back and journal on them at a deeper level whatever it is amazing but i also just want to remind you that reflection doesn't have to be some incre- incredibly beautiful, momentous ceremony where everything is perfect and everything is right. Sometimes it's you just in your car when you're driving an hour to go and see your family at Christmas maybe, and you're just talking to yourself out loud, reflecting and mulling over these questions. That is just as good as if you went to an event or you set up your candles in your space and you really, you know, you had this perfect moment with yourself. The whole point of this episode was to try try and drill out the idea that you have to create these perfect experiences and that things have to feel right in order to be able to do a deep reflection exercise like this. What this was about was trying to get you to bring reflection more into your daily life. When you can have the power and the ability within you to reflect on your actions and your choices, moment to moment, day to day, week to week, month to month. You will have the ability to be able to see where you are continuing to place more, where you are continuing to hold yourself back, where you are continuing to repeat unconscious patterns that do not serve you. The skill of reflection is incredibly important, and it might look different for everyone. That's why I said to you at the start of this episode, you don't have to journal it out. You can simply just speak out loud. We can go and talk to a friend about it. Whatever is easiest for you. The only important thing here is that you're reflecting. Now, I want to leave you with a final reminder before I end this episode, which is as we go into the holiday season, your family has the ability to easily trigger you to become a 12-year-old version of yourself. I know that a lot of you are going to be going into experiences maybe with your family or maybe you're on your own this year or maybe you're going to see friends. But this time, the holiday time, Christmas, New Year, whatever it is that you celebrate, It can bring up a lot for you, and it can often bring up a lot of inner child or inner teenager stuff because we have a lot of those experiences built up for ourselves when we're a kid. Christmas, New Year, holidays, anything, they're built up and they're made to mean a lot for us as children. And so, as adults, it feels different. However, sometimes we have the ability to get chucked right back into the experiences that we have when we're very young. So, I know that there's things probably that your family's going to do or that your friends are going to do or that's just going to happen that you might get triggered by or upset by. And I want you to realize that getting triggered into a 12-year-old version of you who stomps their foot and just gets pissed off and yells, oh my God, stop it. Getting triggered is not a bad thing. It doesn't mean that you have gone backwards. It doesn't mean that you're failing. It doesn't mean that you're not healed enough or that you're not growing. Getting triggered is a good thing, Okay. It means that you're human. It means that you're going through these experiences and the triggers that you go through, I know you're going to learn so much from them. But what I also want to remind you of is when you get triggered, if you get triggered into being 12-year-old you who stomps around the house or who doesn't want to talk to anyone or who gets really upset at you know, what a family member might say to you that's rude or that's not okay to say and you don't speak up for yourself, for example, I just want to remind you that it doesn't mean that you're not doing enough. It doesn't mean that you aren't as far along in your healing journey or your personal development journey as you thought you were, these experiences are designed to trigger us into younger stages of being. And they pinpoint and direct to parts of you that need the most attention and the most love. Usually not from anyone else, usually from yourself. So what if you went into this holiday season with excitement to meet some parts of you that need your love and support and compassion? What if you let your 12-year-old self who stomps around the house or who doesn't want to talk to anyone, what if you instead just let them exist and let them be okay? I think we neg a lot of triggers when sometimes they're just opening up parts of us that need our love, our attention, and our support. How can you be both that triggered 12-year-old version of you and the kind, compassionate adult that I know that you are working on being and becoming in your life? by being here, by listening to this podcast, by doing all the inner work that you've been doing, how can you let both parts of you exist going into this holiday period? Knowing that we're going to have moments, we're going to have freak outs, we're going to have, you know, experiences where you're going to go, oh my God, it's the end of the year, I didn't do enough, I didn't achieve enough. How can you hold and support that part of you that feels insecure, that feels anxious, that feels fearful? What words do they need to hear? How can you speak to that part of you? It's not about squashing The part of you that's triggered or upset or anxious or afraid, it's about letting it be seen. It's about letting it come out of you and about verbalizing it. It's about seeing it and supporting it in whatever way that you know that you need. So remember, you are enough. You're doing enough. And this year, no matter if it was cruisy or if it was amazing or if it was super challenging, it was so important for you. And I'm so proud of how you continue to show up for yourself. And the fact that you are here listening to a reflection exercise is just incredible. I want to thank you all for such an amazing year, for not only this podcast, but for my coaching business, all of my amazing clients that I've had the honor to work with this year in their own healing journey. I thank you. I see you. You're all amazing. All of the people on social media that I've connected and built a community with, I thank you. I see you. I send you love. And all of you here listening to the podcast, you have... Yeah, you've really given me purpose and joy in a really challenging year, and it's been fantastic to be able to come on here and speak and be honest and vulnerable about the journeys that we go through in our life. You are enough. Go out there, have an amazing holiday period, and I will see you January, whatever the first Monday is in January, I'm going to be coming at you with an intention-setting exercise. So we're going to be going through something similar to this, but instead of reflection, we will be looking at intention-setting. So get ready to do this all again soon. And that brings us to the end of another episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you got value and if you love the podcast, I'd really, really love if you could rate, review, and comment on the podcast below. And now for the fun part. I want to hear your biggest what to do when questions. Submit your question via the link in the show notes and we could be answering your question on the next episode of this podcast. I want this podcast and the coaching and the support that goes along with it to be in the back pocket of anyone and everyone who's on their own journey of self-discovery of growth and of healing it can be a lonely journey and i know that support and friendship goes a long way it would mean the world to me if you shared this episode to your social media pages or send it to your group chat or a friend or family member in mind and as always i'm here to support you in so many ways this podcast being just one of them If you're looking for additional support in creating the life that you've always envisioned, working through your issues that you've likely been avoiding for years, this is exactly what I do. My one-to-one coaching program focuses on building belief in yourself. Application and information about my online workshops and one-to-one coaching are all in the show notes, and I'll be here when you're ready to dive into the work. Thank you so much for listening and supporting the show. I want you to remember that you're doing enough, you're being enough, and that you deserve good things in this life. I'll see you next Monday morning for the next episode of the What To Do When podcast.